0: Hello, I'm Gemma Atkinson and welcome to The Petcast, brought to you by leading pet charity, Blue Cross. This episode is all about your pet heroes, heroes like
1: Romeo. He's such a good dog and I'm, I'm so proud
0: of him. Owner Steph is here to talk about her super staffy who visits care homes, does charity runs and even donates
2: blood.
1: He goes to the Royal Veterinary College and he gives just under a pint, I think it is. It takes about five minutes, obviously he can't squeeze his fist to push it out, so he's got like a little pump on it. <laughs>
2: And then there's Dylan. The second he saw those kids, he just knew what to do. And From that day on, I had a new path in life. Dylan the Pony has
0: helped put a smile on the faces of hundreds of children with disabilities. His owner, Alison, is here to tell us why he's special. And throughout the episode, we'll hear incredible stories from up and down the country, from Kerry Taylor of Blue Cross's education team.
3: I really think the education dogs are making such a difference for the pet owners of the future. And that's what we
0: do on the Petcast. We have candid conversations around the big issues facing pet lovers like me and you, with some of the UK's leading pet experts on hand to give us their best tips, tricks and guidance. So Kerry, welcome to the Petcast. Uh, Before we get into some of these incredible stories, tell me what it is you do for Blue Cross.
3: So I've worked for Blue Cross now for about 18 years and I manage the education team. So we are basically a team of eight employees at Blue Cross, but also about 130 volunteers. So yeah, we go into schools, we try and inspire those pet owners of the future. We try and talk to you about how to keep safe around dogs um, and are really there to try and improve how people think about pets and how they feel about them and look after them as well. And is it right you started working with horses? I did, yeah. Horses oh, brilliant because <laughs> have not had horses yet. We've had loads of co- uh, dogs and cats but not horses. Um, so... Tell me about them then. Yeah, I love horses, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. But yeah, I started years ago um, at Blue Cross training the horses. So my Mm. favourites were the ones that came in um, most often through neglect or not being looked after properly. And then we would build back their trust, um, start riding them or just handling them. And then the best bit is when they go to new homes then. Oh, and you see them happy, living the best yeah. life because
0: they are—they're very good with humans, aren't they? Horses—they're very, you know, there's there's like a sixth sense they have with them. They can sense what we're feeling. Is that true? Yeah,
3: I mean, I think horses are amazing, and have seen so many different types of horses come into Blue Cross, and you know, as I said, they can often be treated so badly by people. You know, people have let them down, mm. but they react so well, and they've got you know such good senses and a real feel for how you feel as well. I think. I think it's amazing how they're able to to read. Gain trust
0: again, like like you say, we don't know what they've been through, but they do ultimately mm-hmm. trust us again, and it says a lot about them because it, yeah. it takes a lot to, to forgive and 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 know that not all humans are the same. Um, so I think it's great. And now this episode is all about celebrating our pet heroes. Mm. Um, but for you, what do we what do we mean by a pet hero?
3: Yeah, I mean for me, you know, there are many pet heroes out there, but often it's those amazing animals that are even saving lives. Wow. um you know helping people go about their day-to-day lives whether they're guide dogs um you know medical detection dogs they have such amazing qualities but i know also for me there's i think there's lots of pet heroes out there that we don't even realize and our pets at home maybe one that's true i mean they
0: have like animals that can have a major impact on someone's life like you said from helping someone cross the road to yeah. to alerting you know something someone who's going to have a, a fit or mm-hmm. even just with getting someone outside physically if you own a pet that needs walking or you physically have to go outside and and they do so much for us mentally we spoke about mental health in another episode and how they are really the best medicine
3: yeah I completely agree and it's lovely being a part of people's journey so at Blue Cross you know we may see a dog that comes in not had the best start and then we've got a family coming to us who maybe their child you know, hasn't been doing very well at school and they want to get them a pet to build their confidence and get out and about. And watching how that pet can you know, influence that child is, is yeah. wonderful. You know, they've got so many benefits.
0: Well, I'm delighted to say joining us now is the owner of one of our pet heroes, an amazing pet hero, actually, and a Blue Cross medal winner. Um, let's say hello to Steph. Hello, Steph. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Now, you own uh, Romeo, don't you?
1: Yeah. Okay, yes, uh, tell, yes. tell us all about Romeo. Um, Romeo is amazing. He's the most loving, sweet, funny, cheeky little thing in the world. He is, he's such a good dog and I'm, I'm so proud of him.
0: And what breed is he?
1: Um, Romeo is uh, an eight-year-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier.
0: Oh, see, I love this. I absolutely love that he's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. I think they're such an amazing uh, breed. When did you get Romeo?
1: Uh, I got Romeo about seven and a half years ago. Um, I picked him up. We, we kind of got him accidentally he he was being advertised on um a website that's quite well known for bad things happening to dogs mm. um and i couldn't i just I had two dogs at the time I wasn't looking for another dog I wasn't you know looking for an animal but I couldn't leave him there so we went to go and get him and it's the best decision I've ever made definitely
0: oh good for you for 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 going to get him when when was it that you you started to realize he was he was a bit special?
1: Um, obviously, when I went to get him, he was five months old, and he's a big, burly, staffy. Um, so bringing him home to two miniature sausage dogs. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and my 90-year-old nan, she was coming around sort of three times a week. I was a little bit worried he was going to be a bit too much for everybody. Um, but he was amazing with the two little sausage dogs. He was so gentle with them when he played. And um, and then when we brought my nan round, he... It went from doing zoomies around the house at 200 miles an hour to being so calm with her and being really gentle and soft. And it's like he knew that he he could be crazy with us, but he couldn't be crazy with her. So we kind of started to realise that maybe he had something and he was able to tell when he had to be a little bit calmer which we thought was pretty amazing for a five-month-old staffy.
0: Yeah it's almost like he could he can sense individuals, people's energy and, and he knows yeah, how to
1: definitely.
0: to react with it and am I right in thinking he he actually goes into the local care home to, to like cheer people up and make them smile?
1: Yeah he does we visit um, uh, our local dementia care home um, and our, our hospital as well we visit too and they absolutely love him their faces light up and, and they can't wait to see him and it's especially with it being a, a dementia care home as well, he makes a huge, huge difference in that. They, I mean, there are times they, they call him all different sorts of names to no. begin with an R, but they no. they kind of remember his name and sometimes they get it and they, they do remember him from um, the week before and they absolutely love him and they, they sit there and they tell me all about their dogs that they used to have and, and yeah, they absolutely love cuddling him and, and giving him a stroke and yeah he makes a real difference in there definitely
3: I, I love that care homes are starting to allow that now yeah so you know dogs can have such a huge benefit and um, actually even cats we um rehomed a cat to a care home
0: really yeah and it's just Aww. such a
3: benefit for, for the people that are there I think
0: well they are they're the best medicine mm-hmm. aren't they I think because all they want is love and affection yeah. they don't want anything else it's it's amazing and, and this is this blew my mind when I read this about Romeo is it true he gives blood yes Yes. He oh is a gosh. canine blood
1: donor,
0: yeah. How, how? How what's the process? How does he how does a dog give blood?
1: Um, but very similar to us. Um, he he goes in he goes to the Royal Veterinary College um uh, once every two months. Um and he goes in and he gives just under a pint, I think it is. So near enough the same as us. He has the same test, like he has a bit of blood taken before he gives blood to make sure his iron levels are up, same as us. Oh. Um and then It takes about five minutes. Obviously, he can't squeeze his fist to push it out, so he's got like a little pump (laughs) on it. (laughs) So kind of sucks it out, but it goes into his neck. And yeah, it takes about five minutes. um, But overall, we're in there about an hour because he's playing with the nurses beforehand and giving kisses (laughs) and getting treats. I bet they book him an extra
0: long appointment, especially so they have have cuddle time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. He absolutely loves it as well. Is it, am I right in thinking he's done 21 blood donations so far? He's
1: just done last month his 21st blood donation, yeah. So
0: 21 pints of blood, that's going to save a lot of lives. Yeah,
1: I believe about forty-two dogs so far. Oh, that's lovely! <laughs> Bless him. We all need a Romeo. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: And he's also—he's uh, quite a keen runner. He's putting me to shame. This yeah, guy. No. This, this, this Romeo, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a good runner as well, isn't he? What's, his, what's yeah. the highlight of his career so far?
1: <laughs> and we've we've done quite a lot of different runs um, and done sort of raised money for different charities, both animal and human. Um but probably his his two funniest runs are he's done the race for life for cancer research. Um and we spray painted him pink with um pet friendly colouring wow. spray. So he ran around that pink, which was awesome. And then we actually did one for the Blue Cross last year. and oh, we went superhero run in London and we dressed oh, yeah. him up as the superhero with a cape and everything. So. Oh fantastic.
3: <laughs>
0: Rightly deserved. He is yeah. an absolute super dog. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you, you you always say a dog doesn't you don't find a dog a dog finds mm-hmm. you so obviously he's come to the right owner the right person who's doing the right thing with him and in the and in the process of that you're helping so many other other animals so um thank you so much and and thank you to Romeo I know we he can't hear me but you can give him a stroke from <laughs> yeah, us
1: I will if possible <laughs> thank, thank, you. thank you Steph thanks nice. for joining
0: us Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, Oh, Carrie, what a dog. Oh, I know. But it is, it's like, she mentioned the care home. It is, such an important companion for, for not just elderly people, for, for children as well and disabled people.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, pets can be such a big part of people's lives. And if something changes in their life and they don't have, you know, maybe they've lost their pet, maybe they've had yeah. to give their pet up. You know, it's a huge thing and a big change for them. And that can affect, you know, how they feel in themselves as well.
0: We had a, an episode about, about pet bereavement. And I don't think mm. people realise until you own a pet how... Physical, physical. The pain is when they're not there. Yeah, you know they make a huge, huge difference to your life, and we often forget that a blood donation is is needed yeah. by animals too. When you hear of a blood donor, you don't think of it as you know, all oh, cats and dogs and pets will need no. it. You just think of it so. So the work that Romeo and other dogs do is so so important. Yeah. Um. We also talked about um stories of you know these types of stories you must hear them all the time like animal heroes I'm quite jealous actually of your dog
3: <laughs> what are your favorite animal uh, hero stories yeah oh do you know what we hear so many but I suppose the ones that really stand out for me are from some of our volunteers. So right. our volunteers, they have um, education dogs right. and they go into schools. And particularly, one of our volunteers, Chris Yates, has greyhounds and he has the most amazing greyhounds. He has about six oh, that wow. are education dogs. So they pass assessments and they give blood as well, actually. They're wow. the most amazing dogs. And, you know, you hear him talk about the impact that they have on children. So, I mean, even if you show a picture of a dog in schools, you can tell the children's oh. face are like, oh, a dog. Yeah, definitely. So taking in dogs... I mean, we've had children that have been sat at the back of the room petrified of dogs. It may be they've been bitten before. It may be that they just never, you know, experienced a, a dog in real life before. Mm. And by the end of it, you know, after the talk that Chris has given and and how the dogs have behaved and it, they just have such a big impact and it could be that like the children at the end are stroking the dog. And they go know? home and say, "Mom, Dad, we yeah. want a new <laughs> Yeah, they might. Oh. And it's just, you know, I, I really think those kind of, the education dogs are making such a difference for the pet owners of the future, and inspiring all mm. of those. So, they yeah they really stand out for me.
0: And the Blue Cross they've rehomed around nine hundred uh, sorry nine thousand animals yeah. they've rehomed. Yeah. Um, there must be some really really happy endings that you see because obviously the animals come into you. You don't know the background or condition all the time. The they fall in love again with their new family and they have happy endings. So tell us about those.
3: Yeah. Um. We hear so many happy endings at Blue Cross and I love that and it's amazing to be a part of that journey. So I went to one of our centres, it must have been a couple of months back now, our Lukna Centre, and... I was part of the little journey, rehoming journey, which it was it took me oh, by surprise, wow. really. But I was yeah. just walking around the centre and a family were in and they were looking at k- kittens. Right. And then I was kind of in the background just looking, trying to listen as well. <laughs> and was part of them picking out which kitten they wanted, the one that was playing with them the most, yeah. what they were going to call it, what they're going to do with this kitten. Aww. And actually being a part of it, you know, it, it's so lovely. It's great to hear all, all these stories, but to actually see it... And to see the huge benefit that it makes to families is really nice.
0: It must take some animals longer than others for various different factors. You must have come across, you know, an animal that was maybe in for longer but still had that happy ending it deserved.
3: One of the real stories that stands out for me is a lovely lurcher called Dora.
0: I love her already. Oh, just I love on lurchers. Name. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Good name and good yeah. breed as well. Lurchers, I mean, lovely dogs. And Dora was abandoned. Mm. So no owner, we had no history on her, found, you know, just dumped Mm. and um, unfortunately Dora was with us for over 290 days Oh no Dora yeah. And that's a really long time, actually. And, and, I mean, not many of our dogs stay for us for that long. So she just hadn't found that right person come to find her. Why do you think that was? Was she was she an older dog or was it just, the you know? Yeah, no, she was quite shy. So she'd obviously been abandoned. We didn't know much of her history. She was quite timid. And sometimes it can take us a little bit longer to find that right match. Mm. Um, she was so lovely. But the, a really lovely couple came in. Obviously spotted Dora, yeah. chatted to our teams, you know, that perfect matchmaking process. Yeah. And she went to live in a lovely home with a greyhound who oh. could kind of show her the way a little bit. Oh, I'm so happy. So now she, she is rehomed and she is yeah. happy living her best life. She's rehomed, is living the most wonderful life now. And so, you know, it can t- sometimes take a bit longer, but it's all you need to do is go and look.
0: Oh, bless her.
3: We're going to hear now from another owner of Another Pet
0: Hero. Uh, There's pet heroes everywhere. We have uh, Alison on the phone. Welcome, Alison. Hi. Hi, Alison. Now, you run your own riding school for disabled children in Staffordshire. Can you tell me about that, first of all?
2: Yes, sure. So we're uh, riding for the disabled centre registered with the the main uh, national office. So we offer horse riding and ground therapy sessions for anyone um, with physical and learning difficulties. And, and how can a horse
0: and our ponies, How what is it they do to change lives? How can they do that?
2: Oh, do you know, they're, they're amazing. I mean, from a physical point of view, um, they're one of the few bodies that work similar to ours. So by sitting on a horse, um, we are boosting their nervous system. We're helping, so that obviously boosts their brain and everything like that. It also works their muscles, their core stability. But also animals don't judge. So... Um, the kids just they just fall in love with them they learn how to be around them they're calming they're, it's just on all aspects you can learn things through lessons fine gross motor skills anything you can do with an animal and you started all this because of uh, your
0: special pony dylan um i love the name dylan as well for a name. pony we were saying it's a really cool <laughs> name um tell me about dylan what's so special about him
2: Oh, probably because he's a cheeky little chap. <laughs> <laughs> he, he first came to me because I used to breed horses and he just came to be a granddad to the foals and look after the foals. Um, but then um, he always loved being around kids and just as as families are and there's kids around, he used to do all little pony rides and he was always the cheeky little monkey. Um, and then my brother... Um, he supports Worcester, Worcester Children's Hospital and, and Santa was going and you know what we took him along and the second he saw those kids he just knew what to do um you know some of them were, were so poorly and he just knew what they needed and from that day on that was it and I uh, I had a new path in life and he now
0: he goes like like Romeo he has uh, regular visits to the local hospital doesn't he
2: Yes, he's he's hung his hooves up now because he's about twenty six, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> yes, for for several years that was his annual um, annual outing Aww, with Santa. That, Dylan's obviously the star of the show, but
0: you do have a, there's a lot of other horses and ponies at your riding school. You, you have quite a lot.
2: Yeah, we have six active ponies, three of which are Blue Cross right um horses um which which is great that we can rehab horses Mm. and then use them in in our therapies um and some do ridden and some do groundwork yeah
3: i think there's something about like a rescue horse as well where they've Mm. come from such a bad background and 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 it almost makes them a bit more in tune i think with the children and how other people are feeling yeah and it's like yeah with,
0: with horses um it's kind of it's a, it's a big responsibility I mean Alison you'll know you can't just get a horse or a pony and put it in a field it needs I mean I I, I obviously don't own them but you see terrible videos of that when the hooves are too long or the manes are matted. I mean it's a lot of care isn't it to own horses and ponies
2: yeah absolutely and I think that's another aspect that you can bring in with the therapist because it's amazing we when we say we have a child that won't eat a carrot. But yeah. when, we, when he sees us feeding the horses carrots, suddenly carrot is that favourite food of that child. So you, yeah. can, you can use the care of the animals to teach the riders as well.
0: Oh Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alison. Uh, and thank you to Dylan and wish him a happy, well, next 27th birthday yeah. from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Bye. Um, Kerry, you used to work with... Um, Horses,
3: didn't you? The, yeah, the, the, the,
0: yeah. Am I right? I've read that they're really, really emotional, intelligent animals. Is that true? Yeah,
3: yeah. They, they. I think they can just pick up on so many different senses. You know how you're feeling. I mean, they've obviously got great sense of smell and hearing and sight and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there has been research done that they can read facial expressions in humans. Oh, wow. And pick up on emotions. Um, but I like to think, I don't know, there's just a bit of a mystery there, yeah. you know, why they're so good, which I find really interesting. It's, it's funny, as a child, I
0: always, you know, you'd, you'd see the, the country and Western films mm-hmm. or, you would you know, the princess on horseback and you don't, yeah. there's always an aspect. So you think, I'd love to be able to ride a horse and they just look so, it's like a majestical beast yeah. type thing because yeah. it looks so strong and powerful but they're also, you know, if you if you just feed them, they're so soft and yeah. how they nibble the food off your hand. They're, they're
3: just fantastic animals. Oh, lovely animals, really lovely. And do you ride yourself? Oh, I used to, so I haven't ridden in a while actually, but um, yeah, I used to own two Blue Cross horses. So you often find that you go home with the ones you think, oh, I'm not sure we'll rehome this.
0: Yeah, you, you can't leave them.
3: <laughs> no, and then you take them home.
0: And, and in your work with schools, you, you must see you must see firsthand as well the impact that animals have on children.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, every day we're going to schools and we're talking about empathy, what it means for a pet, how they might feel, you know, how to care for them. Um, but most of the time, you know, when you do see an animal such as a dog in, in in the school environment you know you can just see them gravitate to that child that may be feeling a bit more vulnerable maybe really doesn't want to be in school at all mm. and that you know is, is really powerful to see that
0: well I think what i've I've learned from all these these podcasts is that you know no matter what size what animal you know what breed what any type of animal they have no voice we do we all have to work together to ensure that their health and welfare and happiness is a priority Uh, and with people like yourself and and people like Alison who we've had you know the the impact you're all doing um, and Steph as well is great so thank you so much uh, the three of you for joining us and uh, yeah keep doing what you're doing and thank you yeah thank you that's it for this Petcast, but there's tons more information on our website, so head over to bluecross.org.uk forward slash podcast. Whether you've got a moggy or a mongrel, a Syrian hamster or shire horse, Blue Cross have got you covered. If you've enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a fellow pet lover or write us a review on your podcast app, which will help people find it more easily. I'm Gemma Atkinson. The Petcast is a Bengo Media production for Blue Cross.